Let's talk marketing wins. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your voiceover demos are your number one marketing tool, and you need to display them on your website in a way that works on any device or browser. VoiceSam is the player producers love. Plus, it offers tools that can improve your email signature, quickly create a one-page website, and much more. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and get three months of the bass player for the price of one. That's voicesam.com slash markscott for full details and to sign up. The Vopreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original Everyday Vopreneur. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Vopreneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original Everyday Vopreneur, dialed in and ready to bring you another episode with more actionable, practical advice that you can use to grow your voiceover business. You know, there are a lot of podcasts out there that are going to help you absolutely with the performance side of things, I want to help you with the business and marketing side of things because I know that that often doesn't come easy for a lot of voice actors, but it doesn't have to be hard. And so that's what this podcast is all about, providing actionable, practical advice that you can apply to help you grow your voiceover business. Before we dive in, I want to say thank you for taking a minute to leave your reviews on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews mean a lot to me, and they also help other people to find the podcast. So if you have listened to an episode that you've really enjoyed, maybe you've picked up a tip that was really helpful for your business, it would mean so much to me if you would take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews and five-star ratings are absolutely appreciated. And of course, remember, you can listen to any episode anytime by jumping on the website at veopreneur.com. So this week, I want to talk to you about marketing wins, because I know that for a lot of voice actors, marketing can feel like a real slog, right? You're sending those emails every day, or you are out there doing the social media thing every day, and maybe you're not seeing results as quickly as you would like to see. You know, Mark, I've sent so many emails, and maybe, you know, I've got added to some rosters or whatever, but it still hasn't led to bookings or you know, I've been doing this social media thing for a while, but I'm just not really seeing how it's going to help with my business or I'm, I'm not really sure that I'm seeing the results from it yet. I understand that marketing can be a challenge because these things do take time. But I want to encourage you this week, and, and that's what this episode is all about, recognizing that it takes time, but that there are victories out there. So that's part of what this episode is about. And the other part of this episode is maybe to get you thinking differently about some things. I mean, lots of times when we think marketing, we're exclusively thinking about sending emails. And although that is absolutely one of the most popular, one of the most common ways to do marketing, and, and everybody loves it because email is free, there are a lot of other ways out there that you can be marketing yourselves. And sometimes we just need to think outside of the box a little bit. And so what I'm doing for this episode is bringing in some everyday VOpreneurs who listen to the podcast, who participate in the VOpreneur Facebook group, who are out there doing it every day, finding new work, creating new opportunities, growing their businesses, and, and I've invited them to share some of their success stories. And, and this first one, it really resonated with me because it made me realize that I had dropped the ball. And I know you're like, what? Wait, Mark, you're supposed to be the marketing expert. Well, hang with me here for a second. 
I went through some major renovations in 2020. For those of you that have listened to the podcast or maybe follow me on social media, you know all about it, right? We went through this massive kitchen renovation that we started just before COVID and then COVID shut it down and we lived for three months with no kitchen at all whatsoever. And then we were able to get things going again. Not a pleasant experience, but a major renovation that we did go through. And then later on in the year, when we found out we were having a baby, another big renovation project got started because I needed to add bedrooms. And so a big basement renovation got started. And on that one, more contractors coming into the house. As much as I did a lot of the work myself, there was still contractors here doing certain things. And, and Bobby Maxwell has made me realize that I absolutely missed out on an opportunity. Listen to Bobby's story. As a lot of people have done during this COVID pandemic, um, we've been doing indoor projects on our home. We actually got a, um, rather than take a vacation, we got a new hot tub and I tried to hit up the hot tub people, which is a big company in my area. Um, and still working on that, hoping to bring it back up again in the spring. But especially in my home, we're doing some construction. We got a brand new patio sliding door and now we're redoing the basement. So we're talking about plumbing and electrics down the road and, and drywalling. And I thought, why not take that opportunity? I did radio here for many, many years, and I was used to doing endorsements. And I know, and you probably know, that a lot of the decisions in the home, especially like this, are made by the, the wife or the female. And I thought, well, why not parlay that into some work? It wouldn't be an endorsement, but I could certainly voice it. So uh, I reached out to the patio people when they came here, and the salesman was just like kind of brushed me off. He says, no, our owner does all of our advertisements. Well, I found out that my husband, when he owned the house before we got married, he had all new windows from the same company. So we really used them a lot. And once we got the new patio door installed, I reached out via social media, found the uh, general manager of this company, and just um, you know became friends with him and and just mentioned that hey, we were so happy with this new patio door, and oh by the way, I do voiceover, and I wanted to let you know that you know if you're looking for a voice in the future, or you know I know your your uh, owner does most of your commercials, but if you need a female perspective on things, I would love to work with you guys. Well, he responded right away, and we just went back and forth, and he says, I'm going to put you in touch with my marketing guy, and within a couple of days, I had recorded a couple of spots for them. So it worked, and I'm going after the plumbing company next. <laughs> I have reached out, so hey, it works. Not on everything, but sometimes, sometimes you hit it, right? The takeaway here is a really great reminder that opportunities are literally everywhere. And part of your job as a VOpreneur is keeping an eye out for them, right? As the CEVO, the chief executive voiceover of your company, marketing is part of your responsibility. And so you always need to be keeping your eyes open for where that next great opportunity is coming from. And Bobby gives us a really great reminder. Some of these contractors that were coming into her house that are doing work for her that she's now doing work for because she just went for the ask. She knew that like they had a valuable service to offer her, she had a valuable service to offer them. So what I want to encourage you here with on this one is, aside from the contractors, who else do you interact with on a regular basis that could benefit from your VO services? Do you go to a doctor or a dentist, a lawyer? 
an accountant? Do any of them do commercials? Do any of them use your uh, phone systems that you could do on-hold messaging for? Have you got contractors coming to your house? You know, do you, do you go to the same mechanic? Do you go to the same car dealership every time you look for a new vehicle or every time you need servicing for your vehicle? Does that dealership create advertising or are they using phone systems, right? It's all those little things that you can think on a local level. So often we're looking for jobs all over the internet. We're using social media. We're using casting sites. We're using agents. But sometimes we forget about the opportunities that might actually exist right in front of us just because of the people that we are interacting with on a day-to-day basis. And so that's what I want you to think about. And I think that is a really valuable lesson that Bobby has taught us with her experience. I can't believe I didn't think to market myself to my contractors. That was definitely a fail on my part. Now, this next story is one that comes from LinkedIn, and you know that I'm a big fan of LinkedIn because I talk about LinkedIn all the time. I offer a course called Making Money with LinkedIn. I absolutely believe that there are opportunities that are out there on that platform. It is a professional network filled with professionals who are looking to get connected to other professionals for professional purposes. That is how you make money with social media. And Rama Rodriguez has a really great story about how he made some money on LinkedIn. So a couple of my marketing wins are from using LinkedIn. The first being recently when a course developer in Texas messaged me asking me for my rates. Now, I've been looking for e-learning clients mainly in my neck of the woods, which is New England, but I've also been branching out to New York, Mid-Atlantic, as well as other random places because that's just kind of what happens sometimes when you're searching. So it kind of caught me off guard. I mean, I don't know anyone in Texas aside from a few fellow voice actors, and I know I haven't marketed myself to anyone down there as of yet. But even so, I stated my rates to her and then asked her how she found me. She said that I commented on something she posted, which compelled her to read my profile and ultimately reach out. I told her that it was nice to virtually meet her and hope that we work together in the near future. She echoed that. My second marketing win from LinkedIn was the product of some interesting detective work. You see, I couldn't find the proper contact of a cold lead, aside from his company's website, which only had the usual info at website.com email address that many company sites have. So upon further poking around his LinkedIn profile, I noticed that he posted that he was interviewed on a podcast and he posted the link. So naturally, I followed the link and listened to the 40-minute interview. I gotta tell you, it was well worth it. It actually helped me to get a feel for the man, a feel for his company, and some of his interests. Now at the end of the interview, he was asked how best to reach him, and he gave his actual email address. So now that cold lead will be a little warmer when reaching out to him. Apart from using LinkedIn, which I think is absolutely important and a really great reminder from Rama's story, one of the things that I took away from this is a reminder that your marketplace is a global marketplace, okay? Rama was doing things in a, in a strategic way based on geography, which I think is a really smart strategy that, that helps to keep you from feeling overwhelmed. But it's also a really great reminder that, hey, your marketplace is literally global. Thanks to the internet, there are no more borders, which is a beautiful thing. I think the other thing that's really important here is he was making comments on LinkedIn. Being a LinkedIn lurker is not going to get you opportunities. Engaging with people on LinkedIn is what is going to get you noticed. When you start leaving comments on the posts from people within your network or even people from outside of your network that you see their posts publicly, 
That's when they're going to want to find out a little bit more about you. That's when they're probably going to jump over to your profile. That's where opportunities are going to start to come from. So I think when you are using LinkedIn, it's absolutely essential that you remember to interact, to engage. Don't just like posts, right? Anybody can like a post. It's easy, but it's going to go unnoticed. Make sure that you're doing the time to leave comments. And I also appreciate the serious detective skills that Rama put into this one, you know, putting that kind of effort into not only getting the contact info, but really finding out a little bit more about the lead. That's what turns a cold reach out into a warm reach out. And sometimes that can be the difference between whether or not you're going to book the job or you're not going to book the job. So thank you for that story, Rama. If you want to make money with LinkedIn, make sure that you're paying attention to everything that he did. Now, I know that people give me flack when I talk about stop marketing to other voice actors, right? I get marketing emails from voice actors on a daily basis, and sometimes it's a little bit frustrating because really, I'm not your target audience. I'm not the person that you need to be marketing to. But I always get pushback from voice actors who say, but Mark, I've been hired by other voice actors before. Absolutely, you have been hired by other voice actors before. I hire voice actors, but I don't need them to actively market to me. There's a very small percentage of my income, like less than 1% probably, that is coming from referrals from other voice actors. Now, that said, because there is income coming from referrals from other voice actors, I do think that it is really important to keep a list of voice actors handy so that you can make referrals and offer value add to your clients And I think that's a really great lesson that Marisa Blake shares in her story. I'm going to share a marketing success story. Yes, I have a buddy of mine and we sometimes share uh, opportunities, you know, when we fit the bill. So he had a client who was looking for a Latina voice actor uh, for one of their clients. And so he connected us and I did the audition. I didn't hear anything back from her, which is not uncommon in this industry, but it had been the holidays. So I reached back out after the new year. I said, hello, wanted to check in um, and just see, did the client go with someone else and just let her know I could be of service. And her response was awesome. I did not book the job, so that part was not awesome. But (laughs) she had said, I'm so glad that you reached out because I forgot that I wanted to let you know that I would love to add you to our roster. But with the holidays and the new year, everything just got so busy that she just forgot to reach back out to me. So in my reaching out and just checking in and saying hello, uh, I ended up getting added to their roster, which is pretty sweet. So that is my success story. And also, I will say, a little plug plug here, uh, it was because I was listening to, (laughs) I was going through the marketing playbook that I was like, had the light bulb moment of like, oh yeah, you should reach out to some of that low-hanging fruit, some of those people that you've already connected with and maybe haven't heard back from. So yeah, marketing wins. As I was listening to what Marisa had to say, there, there were two things that I wrote down. First, obviously, was the referrals. I do keep a list of voice actors. And no, please, everybody listening to this podcast right now, do not email me and ask me to be on that list. I have a very extensive database already. I don't need thousands of voice actors. I do appreciate it, but I do think that you should look into your own network of voice actors, your colleagues that you're closest with, and I think that you should build a referral list. Different voices, different languages, different styles, have some males, have some females, all of that sort of stuff. 
so that when one of your clients comes to you and says, hey, look, I'm looking for this, you can say, oh, let me hook you up with this person. I do that all the time for my clients so that I can solve their needs. And so I do think that it's important to keep that referral list back and forth. But the second thing that I wrote down as I was listening to what Marisa had to say was, we are so afraid of the follow-up. Because we have this narrative in our minds that we're going to annoy people, right? The more emails that we send, the more annoyed that they're going to be. But that is generally not the reality. And I think Marisa's story proves that. Because so often those follow-ups are the gentle reminders that the lead, the prospect, or the client is actually grateful for. Because can you remember everything? Can you remember every person that you've had contact with? Can you remember Every person that said they were interested in working with you, like, can you just remember it off the top of your head? No, we all need those reminders sometimes. Do not be afraid of the follow-up. I say it all the time. I will continue to say it for as long as I have a platform to say it. Success is in the follow-up. We're talking marketing wins in this episode. And of course, we all want to have those marketing wins because those marketing wins... They mean new clients, new opportunities, new bookings. They mean a growth in your annual income. They are what lead to success. And so the question becomes, how do I get those marketing wins? And that is something that I believe that I can help you with as a voiceover marketing coach. Voiceover Marketing Playbook is my flagship marketing program. And and I say that if you've got professional training demos in a home studio, but you're still not booking, and if you're feeling confused, overwhelmed, frustrated, problem is likely with your marketing and the good news is that is absolutely something that we can fix playbook is a step-by-step easy to follow marketing course it's going to give you a clear plan for finding your own leads building your own client base and becoming the consistently working voice actor that you want to be and playbook is going to be available again april 6th through the 15th 2021 that's april 6th through the 15th 2021 This is a complete video course. When you sign up, you get instant access to all of the videos. You'll be able to watch them. It's about six hours worth of content. And it is going to take everything that I have learned in my business and in my career. And I've condensed it down to the most important pieces of the puzzle that are going to help you get to those marketing wins. So again, playbook available April 6th through the 15th, 2021. And you'll be able to find details at voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. That's voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. Now, back to our show. When it comes to looking for leads for voiceover work, there are a lot of places that we go to, right? There are a lot of default searches that voice actors will perform in order to find those leads because there are certain people that we assume just those, you know, those are the people that we need to get in contact with for the various and assorted genres. Whether we're looking for commercial, whether we're looking for video, you know, explainer, video, corporate narration, e-learning, animation, video games, whatever. We're we're contacting production managers and instructional designers and video producers and all of this sort of stuff, right? So we, we go on to the internet and we are very strategic with our searches. Very, very intentional with what we type into Google. You know, very intentional about the people that we're looking up on LinkedIn and connecting with. But sometimes we forget about the people who are right in front of us. Sometimes we forget about the people who are already close personal connections right within our network. And we forget about the fact that, hey, maybe we've got something of value to offer them. Patrick Kirshner offers a very great reminder about that. Check out his story. We're in the pit at a punk rock concert, the band Face to Face. My friend Rod shouts over to me, hey, Pat, give me your business card. So I reach in my pocket, I pull out a card and hand it to him. He says, this guy over here 
runs a video production house. I'm going to give him your card. Rod and I went to college together, went through the Marine Corps together, two totally separate career fields, two totally different paths, but we both ended up retiring around the same time, and we still got to get together to go to concerts. A couple weeks ago, Rod sends me an introductory email to connect me to one of his other colleagues, who's bidding on a pretty substantial government e-learning contract that's right in my wheelhouse. So that's just a couple of examples of why networking is so important and why you need to stay in touch with those people from your previous professional life and make sure that everybody you know knows what you do for a living now. And I need all of you to keep your fingers crossed for me on this e-learning contract because that's where the other half of networking comes in, the internal marketing piece. Your fellow voice actors need to know what your background and experiences are just as much as you need to know what your capabilities and limitations are. Don't sell yourself short by thinking no one is going to be interested in that specific expertise that you thought you tried to leave behind when you departed your previous career. And don't oversell yourself by claiming experience that you don't have. You're just going to embarrass yourself. If I posted that I was looking for a middle-aged male voice actor with e-learning experience and a professionally produced e-learning demo with a background in firefighting, the first person to answer would be a 20-something female from Tennessee with a commercial demo and a note explaining how her cousin had been an EMT and the fire station around the corner just installed her infant car seat last week. And then I'd hear from Mark Scott. We all just laughed at that. But it happens. Every. Time. You're going to get internal referrals from colleagues. I promise you, if it hasn't happened yet, it will soon. Make sure you represent yourself and the person who is referring you properly. I think the biggest takeaway from Patrick's story is that you never know who you're connected to is connected to, right? It's like the, the whole six degrees of Kevin Bacon, if you've ever heard of that, right? That This theory that all of us are connected to Kevin Bacon in six degrees. You never know who you're connected to is connected to. And so just because you've got friends that are in your network that you hang out with, you do, you do backyard barbecues with, you get together on different holidays, you, you attend the town festival together, all that sort of stuff. And you know that they don't use voiceover, but you never know who they know that might use voiceover. And so I think it's really important that you maintain those relationships because you never know when an opportunity might come from one of them. And I do have to give Patrick props for what he said about representing yourself and the person who is referring you properly. I have talked extensively in the past about doing castings for voiceover, and I will give very, very, very specific instructions for those castings. And before I even start to listen to auditions, if you failed to follow my very specific yet very simple casting directions, I will immediately toss your audition aside. It's one of the ways that I vet. Because if I can't trust you to follow my directions, how can I trust you with one of my clients? And so what Patrick says is very true. Always make sure that you are representing yourself properly. That is a big deal. Reputation matters in this industry. Reputation can grow your business. Reputation can sink your business. I do introductory email workshops with voice actors. And when we do those workshops together, 
part of the process of doing those workshops is for me to read through the email that they are sending as their introductory email and offering feedback on it. And one of the pieces of feedback that I give almost every single time on almost every single email is that you need to give a more direct call to action. We like to end our emails trying to sound friendly but not pushy. And so we'll end our emails with things like, have a nice day. Well, what does have a nice day mean? What, does have a nice day tell somebody what to do next? I mean, I guess it tells them to have a nice day, but that doesn't really tell them what the next step is as far as what do, you, what, what do I want you to do? Do I want you to listen to my demos? Do I want you to reach out to me about a project? Do I want you to request a custom quote or a custom audition? Does have a nice day say that? It doesn't. Jessica Taylor has learned this lesson and put it to practice in a very powerful way. And she's already starting to see a huge difference in the responses to her emails. And that is why I was so excited to share Jessica's story. You got to listen to this. I really took to heart the information you said in your podcast about being direct and telling people what to do which honestly isn't my natural tendency, unless it's my husband or kids. So I decided to take that approach in my marketing emails. Here is one email I sent this morning, and this was after having sent them a weekly email three weeks in a row. I said, one last shot at getting a response from you. Do you keep a roster for voiceover projects? When you have a second, please send a quick response. And within five minutes, I found out they use Upwork, but, you know, at least I've opened up a conversation with this person now. So literally some of my emails have been as specific as and as short as have a listen to the attached demo, send me a quick response when you can, and let me know what you think. And that's it. So short, so specific. I'm getting so much more response. And whether the response is positive or negative, it doesn't matter because getting a response, it just gives me feedback to know that I can stop pursuing this lead, I can stop wasting my time and move on to someone else, or that this person is willing to communicate with me and we can figure out what needs I can help solve for them. And so far, I've been using a lot of casual words, shoot me a response, send me a quick message, and I'm kind of like leading them a little bit to be like, hey, this isn't a big deal. Just, you know, send a quick response. It's not like you need to write a five-paragraph essay. So I feel like it minimizes what I'm asking for and just gives them permission to be really short and brief. That episode really helped me. And it's helped me not think of myself as a nuisance because some people simply aren't going to pay attention to you until you've contacted them multiple times. And I do now agree that it makes me appear as though I am there for them. Obviously, I've heard this information a lot of times, but I think there was something about that episode that broke it down where I didn't just hear it. I really took it to heart and I was like, "Okay, tell them what to do. What do they want from me? And keep it short. It has really made a big difference in the responses I'm getting from email. Episode 91 of the podcast was called Three Questions to Consider Before You Write Your Next Marketing Email. Episode 91, that is available at vopreneur.com forward slash podcast forward slash 91. I'll put it in the show notes as well. Or of course, you can go back and look for it in the archives wherever you listen to podcasts. That's the episode that Jessica was referring to. Three questions to consider before you write your next marketing email. And part of what I talk about in that episode is the importance of the CTA or the call to action. Giving a very clear call to action. Telling people what to do next. But you can do that without being bossy. You can do that without being pushy. You can do that without being salesy. You're just giving them very simple instructions so that you're setting an expectation an expectation for a response, an expectation for a specific action. 
That is how you are going to drive the conversation forward. You cannot be afraid to give that very specific call to action. And if you are afraid, we've got a confidence issue probably more than we've got a marketing issue. Because if you're really confident in the service that you offer and if you're really confident in the value that you bring to the table, you should be excited to tell leads, prospects, and clients about it. And you should never be sweating telling them what to do next because you know if you tell them what to do next, you're going to help make their project better. So do not fear the call to action. If this is something that you are not implementing into your marketing emails already, take Jessica's advice. This is something that you need to be implementing into your marketing emails. Now, this next story feels like a a really appropriate and fun place to wrap up this episode because you got to have a funny story, right? You've got to have one story that just kind of makes you laugh, leaves you scratching your head, leaves you thinking, what the heck? And and I think that's what this story is going to do. But I don't want to discount it because it is unquestionably still a marketing win. I posted a thread in the Vopreneur Facebook group, and I asked people to share their stories of marketing wins, and that's where all of these came from. And when I saw this particular story from Lex Herber, I knew I needed to get it into the podcast. You know, we talk about leads coming from all sorts of unexpected places, right? I think back to to Bobby's story at the beginning of the episode, you know, working with contractors, uh, you know, think about Patrick finding an opportunity in a mosh pit at a concert, right? Leads come from a lot of different crazy and wild places, But I don't know that you're ever going to find one that's going to make you laugh the way that Lex's lead is going to. You got to listen to this story. You know how we're always told, never mix business with pleasure. Well, my business is my pleasure. So seeing as how Valentine's Day has come and gone, I wanted to share a little guerrilla marketing technique that may help the singles. Or not, I'm not judging, and could bring business directly to you without needing to do any more than just being your charming self. Tinder, while primarily a dating application, often, at least in my experience, doesn't lead to too many actual real dates. However, I have made some good friends and have had some fun conversations, which is still pretty nice. In my bio, I list the three key things about myself that I think would attract interest. I have a cat. I'm a bit of a Star Wars nerd. Oh, and I am a voice actor. So, one match later, I'm chatting with this girl who, as it turns out, works for a local radio station. After the initial fawning over my cat, she says she'll tell her boss about me if they require some VO recording. Off and on the chat goes for the next couple of weeks, but we never meet due to her schedule. Then, one day, she asks if I could record a script for a radio commercial. Right now! And thus began a beautiful relationship. Not the uh, physical kind, but one much more rewarding. Financially. Since the first booking, I have also recorded news station idents, jingles, and I am the voice of the Top 40 Countdown. In this modern world, connections and marketing possibilities are all around us. You never know who could be the one to hook you up, even without the actual, you know, hooking up part. So, for all you singles out there, 
If you're on Tinder or Bumble or eHarmony or Match.com or whatever other dating sites are out there, I have no idea at this point. If you have not included in your dating profile that you are a voice actor, apparently you might be missing out on voiceover opportunities. I feel bad for Lex that the the personal relationship side of things didn't work out, but like he said, hey, if I can make some money off of it, then I'm still winning. So there you go. I wanted to end the episode on a fun note, and I think that that absolutely does it. Guys, I want you to recognize that there are so many different ways that you can find voiceover opportunities for yourself. There are so many different places out there, so many different people out there that need your services. You just have to know where to look and you've got to be confident enough to go for the ask. And every single one of the people that shared a story in this episode, Bobby, Rama, Marisa, Patrick, Jessica, and Lex, every one of them had one common theme and that was confidence. They weren't afraid to just go for the ask. They weren't afraid to just put it out there. That is some of the best marketing advice, stories aside, that I can give you. Be confident. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. You never know where your next opportunity is going to come from. Guys, thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday VOPreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your voiceover demos are your number one marketing tool, and you need to display them on your website in a way that works on any device or browser. VoiceSam is the player producers love. Plus, it offers tools that can improve your email signature, quickly create a one-page website, and much more. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and get three months of the bass player for the price of one. That's voicesam.com slash markscott for full details and to sign up. And scene. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more VOPreneur goodness? Jump online at VOPreneur.com.